Jubin Daniel was a master student at the Gokhale Institute. His career trajectory has been refreshingly unusual and he's learned a ton as a direct consequence. Being unafraid to take risks, being able to take tough calls quickly and being clear with the basics before you begin to help others learn are traits that we would all do well to adopt ourselves. And Jubin is a great person to learn from in this regard. We covered all this and much more in our conversation and I do hope you enjoy listening to it. Please enjoy this conversation with Jubin Daniel. You're in business. Yeah, Hi, Jubin. Good evening and thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for doing this. <laughs> it's weird uh, to be saying uh, thank you for joining us like this. I'm speaking from my home, you're speaking from yours. It would be awesome to have you, have you on campus and then perhaps go for a meal later. But we'll make the best of what yeah, we can do. That's, that's so why don't we begin, uh, Jubian, by you telling us a little bit about what you've done since you graduated from the Gokhale Institute, which was what, five years ago, four years ago? So I graduated in 2016. So that makes it now almost five years. So <laughs> almost five. So post that, I've uh, actually I, I started up right in college itself in the last. Um, probably we graduated. We graduated around May, and I started up in February itself. And uh, this was an edgy ed tech initiative. Uh, we were trying to, you know, get um, get ebooks. I mean, Indian Indian authors, Indian small publishers and educators, good access to you know, uh, text uh, solutions for uh, for the market. So, mm -hmm. say for example, if an educator reaches out to thousand or thousand five hundred students, <clears throat> he has to get his notes or you know even his books or something online. Uh, give him a secure way to monetize it, and at the mm -hmm. same time, you know, uh, give the user very good a uh, user friendly interface. So that was that was our plan, and um, it had actually we had we had actually succeeded in part in the chartered accountancy educator market in in Delhi. So people had, people had signed up for us, but where, where we failed is basically uh, the actual reader. So we had to spend a lot of money on the reader. And at one point, uh, one, one company from New York asked us for $100,000, $100, which obviously technology <laughs> we couldn't afford. So, so that sort of failed. But now, I mean, even now, there's a lot of scope for that particular idea to kick off because right now, uh, edtech is mostly concentrated on video. Mm -hmm. uh, not a lot of tech solutions around. Um, even Baiju's, for that matter, is video, all video. Everybody, everybody's doing video. Uh, there are solutions in the US. I mean, people who've done CFA probably would recognize that Vital Source. I don't know if anybody's done uh, their readings through Vital Source. Vital Source is a very good solution that we were trying to mimic in India. Uh, but in part, we failed. Um, my partner is still going through it. I mean, he's still not giving up on it. Mm -hmm. But I'm actively, I'm, I, I don't have active involvement there yet. I still have some equity, but no active involvement. Okay. Then from 2019 onwards, I've been involved with Travel and Go. Travel and Go is a, a travel venture, basically. We, we try to get... Um, you know, we try to tap the office-going market um, and the urban crowd who wants to go for weekend trips, you know, uh, close by and uh, get sort of 
so connected with people not just uh, so if let's say for example we give them a pickup point and you know we get strangers and we give them an app where they can filter out the kind of people that they want to go out with and you know uh, the kind of trips that the themes that they are trying to they are going to be interested in so if they would get access to like-minded people form social connections and stuff like that so informally we were doing that in Kochi um, we did that even even in Chennai once uh, informally we we did have uh, a very very good response to it uh, but by then COVID struck so it was this was in Feb yeah so our last trip was in February last year um, with travel and go, their group trips. After that, the inquiries that we've been getting is like normal, any travel agency or any travel company will be getting such inquiries. So those are the inquiries that we're getting. So that's that's the gist of what I'm, I have been doing. Also, a good part of what I've been doing after college or even in college in the last year, I've, I mean, uh, I started teaching online. So that's that's been one of the constants all throughout. So okay. I'd encourage anybody who probably is uh, starting out or you know doing their own thing. I mean to find a, find a source of cash flow on the side. So this is this is something that's kept me going, even in even during the times of COVID. You know everything dried up from travel and go. So we mm -hmm. the only thing that I had uh, to go and you know the only thing that was giving me cash on the side. So that's that's. That's one of the things I've kept on doing. That's that's it. That's sort of what I've been doing since 2016. <laughs> I've long maintained that you haven't learned until you've taught, and I agree with you that. Yeah, yes. Not just for cash flow, but for the sake of learning yourself, there's no better way to learn than to teach. Yeah, uh, I can't agree more with more with you because the, even even the things that you taught us, I remember there were certain things that you taught us uh, on Excel, and. Um, uh, in the initial years, even I was trying to, I was trying to get people to learn the same kind of things, and I learned so much from uh, from teaching them. And I, I remember some of the things that you said. <laughs> it's actually funny because then you start to connect, you start to connect the dots, and 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 yeah. then and okay, certain things that you know your professors must have been talking about at that point did not make any sense to you, but then it makes sense. <laughs> yeah. It's actually funny talking to people. I think it's talking to people about the idea suddenly. There's like a brainwave, and then oh yeah, this is how it is. So you get trying to get another person to understand. You probably understand it better. Amen, amen. Okay, so the theme of this talk and all the talks in the series is basically one common idea. What would you do if you got the chance to go back to college, knowing what you do now, mm -hmm. but spread across two dimensions? One, what if you could magically go back in time to 2014 to 16? Yes. What would you do differently? And second, what would you do differently if you got the chance to go back to college today? So technology changes and stuff changes across Absolutely. the time since you graduate. But let me split up that question itself into two separate aspects. Where did we succeed? What did we equip with you with that stood you in good stead for all of what you've done since you graduated? I mean, in part, what Gokhale helped me succeed, uh, in the way that Gokhale helped me succeed was one, um, Gokhale was the first place that I was getting away from home and, and living on my own and you know sort of independence that's one thing that is a huge part of uh, life in Gokhale. The second part that I would consider to be a very huge part because people take that for granted but it's not it's not something supposed, that you're supposed to take for granted it's actually a huge part of your development. Um, Second, second part. Uh, short, short, short interruption before you go yeah. on sorry. Uh, this is literally rubbing salt into the wounds of 
all the people in the audience right now because the one thing they're not able to do is yeah, that's, that's, true, that's true and i was actually i was actually talking to one of uh, one of the one of the people who are in gokhale right now and and i was actually empathizing with them that's one of the best parts about gokhale and, and yeah. you're not able to do that i'm really sorry for you guys <laughs> sorry please go ahead yeah so a uh, second part would be you know in terms of i mean since i did financial economics i mean study in finance really helped me really really helped me it really helped me because i was always interested in business i mean i would have done something different um if i had a chance since uh, from my bachelor's in hindsight that would have been different but i can come to that later but the study in finance really really helped me because uh, helped me look at look at business in a different way it helped me you know break down business into different parts and then look at it separately those kind of things really really helped me obviously i mean economics was more so thematic in that particular course it was not exactly a lot of core economics that we were studying it was right. more finance so uh, yeah the study of finance did, did really help me and then most of most of what i teach what i teach now is is what i have learned in gokhale and a little bit more probably fascinating okay so that's a good part and before we go to the bad part uh, you spoke yeah. about how uh, studying finance helped you especially in terms of disaggregating what a firm wants to think about when it comes to finance yeah yeah the individual absolutely. components can you give us an yeah. example so so let's say for example um in my first venture with one book mm-hmm. uh, with one book you know it's it it's structured with travel and go it's it's sort of more traditional but with one book the since it's a software um startup the way at that time the kind of valuations that were coming up were you know mind boggling and and the kind of um projections that people used to do did not actually make a lot of sense to me so so at that time it was very very important to understand the value of the software that you're providing and 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 to provide it at a price that would make sense in the indian market because it was very easy to get carried away with the kind of projections that were being done i mean in the edtech market at that time and and people would come up with a billion dollar valuation out of nothing i mean they had nothing not even a product and uh, and at that time i don't know how and for some people it did actually work out but but uh, for a lot of people it did not make sense i mean they were just uh, ceos of an empty company and <laughs> sitting there with their linkedin profiles it's okay it's, it's fine <laughs> but 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 it doesn't make sense so at that time it was very important for us to actually isolate the value find out the true you know um, essence of okay i mean if, if somebody is going to buy a product how much are they going to buy it at you know assign probabilities to it you know are they going to pay at a certain point uh, if we give it to them free will they agree to pay later all these kinds of things were something that you learned in parts at gokhale but you try to apply it here in 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 real life which was great which was a good good experience for me yeah. uh, although the product failed but i mean the planning and stuff like that it was good it was good to do it at that time and apply the knowledge that you gained uh, in in college that was that was a good thing arguably if anything the only way to learn is by failing in a business so yes yes absolutely lessons you tend to I, I, i would say that yes absolutely i mean uh, i think i think you'll have to fail once or twice to really get really get good at this yeah. uh, probably the only person who's not failed probably is elon musk Has he failed? I don't know. I think he's too crazy not to fail. <laughs> he's come close to failure more than once. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but but yeah, it's, I can't think of an outright failure where he's concerned. Okay. <laughs> so now for the bad news. Yeah. Where did the where did we as a Coke Institute fail you? What could we have done better? 
probably see i am more so satisfied with the with the with the education that i got at gokhale but probably one one thing that could have been improved was intensity the intensity of the course is probably more i mean could have been more rigorous and could have demanded more from us um there are there were there were places where um, i mean there were subjects where i used to just you know look it up probably a day or two in the day or two before the exams and i used to get decent grades and that surprised me actually because i was uh, yeah that, that actually surprised me because that was me being plain lazy and nothing else and um, i feel that a masters course you shouldn't be afforded that space i mean you should be made to work a little bit more um, and probably um, a little bit more thrust on the work that you could do apart from the course and uh, you know especially for um courses like financial economics or any other courses these agricultural economics as well um agri business even in that it would have been great if internships and stuff like that were given more focus and even during the course even during the course if we were a, we were able to work on the side that would have been great um i wouldn't recommend it too much for msc economics if people are going in for an academic you know future but but at least for financial economics and agri business that would have been that would have been great i mean there would, there should have been more focus on that um uh, but that's something that's something that we lacked yeah intensity that's 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 about it because everything else was there for the taking but if you're not taking it it's your failure then um everything else was available i i i feel that i personally remain conflicted about how intensive to make a course because there is always going to be a distribution where students are concerned some are going to be like you with an insatiable appetite but some are going to be self sure nay i just want to get yeah, by exactly. exactly exactly and how to strike that balance for an entire batch is difficult you could always err on the side of making everybody work too hard or you could err on the side of not making everybody work hard enough but i honestly don't know what the correct answer yeah, but i agree with you should be more strenuous than it is right now for sure I mean that I can say very clearly, hundred percent should be more strenuous than the than the time that I was there. Um, should have been more strenuous. Yes, absolutely true. Uh, but yeah, exactly as you said, where is that balance? Where do you get that balance? Because people from all kinds of backgrounds come in, and um, I mean not just so. For example, some of the things that may come easy to me uh, mm. would come easy only because I've studied in Delhi University, and that's a privilege actually. and uh, that privilege is not accorded to a lot of people so uh, so you have to also consider that that's also true uh, but in terms of the time that you devote and probably the um, not just the intensity in terms of how difficult things are but probably the time that you devote to studies probably we could have done a little better because i've heard from people in my in my batch itself that gokhale is like a paid holiday uh, so 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 that does tell you that they they they're getting it too easy yep 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 okay now you uh, spoke about du education being a privilege for you uh, the people who are listening into this call are all from the undergraduate program at the gokhale institute so could yeah. you explain to both them and to me what was it about your undergrad days at du that made it such a privilege what were the good parts one one would be that you know you get to go to one of the premier in, in universities in in india and and the kind of um, i mean the course structure and the syllabus that they have is a little more better than probably the other bachelor uh, level courses that are available in other universities that itself probably gives you a upper hand when you go into masters probably that that could be it because i did see serious 
uh, gaps between uh, what people had learned in other universities and the people who done uh, you know courses at Delhi University. Although although the teaching and everything would be the teaching in Delhi University needs needs a lot of improvement, but at least the courses and the course structure and the books that they refer to are good. So probably that itself is a privilege because when you're going into a master's master's level course, you already know a lot of things uh, before before you get in. I do not know how the Gokhale uh, bachelor's bachelor course runs right now. Uh, no idea, but you know you know that better. <laughs> how 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 are people finding it? So in fact, we can flip this question over to some of the students. Does anybody want to volunteer? If you want, I can drop her the call. I'm the one running the course, Jubin. So that's why I say perhaps yeah. I should drop her the call. But if anybody wants to unmute and let Jubin know your opinion of what is I mean, going well and what is not. Does has anybody got a chance to either go to DU or probably are there Delhi students in the call? Are people from Delhi here or uh, or everybody is from Maharashtra? No, no, they're all over the country. Uh, there were a couple of students from DU. One I know dropped out. But if anybody else is on the call who's from DU, anybody? No, no, no. Uh, sir, even I had gotten there in uh, Miranda House and. So I got BCom honors in Miranda House and even in uh, Lady Shriram, but then I didn't want to do BCom honors yeah, because generally the cutoffs for ECO are higher than like two percent higher than for BCom. So yeah, yeah. So uh, I was talking about the course structure you mentioned. So I think uh, me choosing Gokhale one of the primary reasons was the 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 course structure because I found that you know the DU course was like very you know, conventional and traditional and but here it was like a variety of courses included. So like, you know, like we learned MySQL in the first semester and then we're learning R and Python later and game theory also is there. So I think this variety was something that really attracted me. Kudos to you, Ashish. <laughs> I know, I'm about to wipe a tear of joy from my <laughs> eyes, but I yes, thank you so much for Hopefully that wasn't just because I was on the call. I'll assume that that was not the case. Yeah, but that's so wonderful to hear. I mean, that I, that's not an easy decision to make. I mean, uh, from what I heard, she had a choice between Decom Honors and Miranda, and and she chose Jai and Lady Sri Ram. Yeah. Oh wow. So, yeah. Uh, that that's something. Huh? That's something. That's really proud. That's something to be proud of. <laughs> okay. So go back to to go back to your days at DU. Which college were you in in DU? I was in Motilal Nehru. It is a college campus here. My my the cutoffs. Uh, I got in there. Even even that college, I was lucky to get in because I got in a course uh, at Stephens, but that was through my Christian quota, <laughs> so, and I did not get economics there, so I couldn't go there. I get in got in through at Motilal uh, mm -hmm. with a eighty three percent with eighty three percentage, and that was the last cutoff there. <laughs> Otherwise, at the other colleges that were completely off campus and. You couldn't do too much. Well, it was eighty-three percent these days. I think is not even worth the paper it's printed on. Probably, if you have money, you can go to Amity in Delhi. <laughs> <laughs> true, true. <laughs> or, or find some place else. Uh, you'll get nothing today. So you would be the right person to ask this question to Jubin. One, because you teach, and second, because you mentioned that the quality of teaching while you were in your undergrad left a lot to be desired. Yeah. In my case. In retrospect, it has turned out to be a bit of an advantage in the sense that that's motivated me to try to become a better teacher because I know how horrible the quality of teaching was in my undergrad days, number one. And number two, 
it helped me become a better student i knew that i wasn't going to be taught well so i had to read on my own to what extent would you agree that having bad teachers is perhaps a blessing in disguise um in some ways yes i mean in some ways yes when you're when you're on your own probably you find imaginative ways to you know uh get 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 better at a, at a particular subject but there are subjects that people need to handhold you in and, and you know everybody doesn't have that particular probably that will or probably uh, how how can i put it i mean sir i mean for example I'll give, you, I'll give you a good example of this hmm. um i've always been petrified i mean literally terrified of anything to do with statistics and this is this started right from bachelors and it it has gone on even till gokhale and i never got somebody who i could have could have confidence on you know this person is going to get me through okay so that i mean that feeling with some subjects everybody has their has those kind of subjects some everybody it'll be macro for someone uh, finance for someone it'll be so these kind of there are some subjects that you know teachers need to be really good at and that you may not be able to get through by studying on your own but for example some of the other subjects in in macroeconomics for example in in undergrad was horrible i mean the teaching was horrible but i got through because i studied and i and i found it easy as well so it was not like a big deal uh, but but yeah some subjects yes i mean in, in part that is correct in bad teachers can be blessing blessing can be a blessing in disguise yes and you're also correct that you know you can also you'll also teach better um once you know okay this is something that they the teacher could have done to me but they didn't do and mm. and then you're trying it you know it on others and and see see that it works so yeah that could be something yes so this is going to be a difficult question and feel free to pass on it all together but if you have to draw up a rough and ready algorithm of sorts when you have a bad teacher what are the tips that you should keep in mind when you're learning the subject for yourself that from from a student's point of view from a student's point of view mm, i mean things that you should be prepared with before you meet someone i mean who's going to teach you so what are the heuristics a to judge how good or bad a teacher is and once you judge a teacher to be bad for whatever reason as a student what can you do to learn the subject better do you build out your own network do you access stuff online one one important characteristic that i think that uh, you know that's missed out from teachers i mean uh, professors especially in colleges completely miss out on as empathy <laughs> this is actually it's, it's a very underrated trait but but empathy can solve so many things because if if someone's telling you that they don't understand a specific thing it's great to you know break it down start from where they are understanding and go up from there sometimes yeah. professors don't have the patience to it for it because for in their minds it's so easy <laughs> yep. but then probably they've never been there or uh, they they've always understood from a certain point of view uh, that that would be one thing from the teacher's point of view from the student's point of view it's something that i have not done very well but just a light reading or something that you're going to going to going to learn uh, in classroom beforehand helps massively really massively so just a light reading or just some background information on it i mean it doesn't need to be intensive it's just something that you know oh this is what i'm going to study today okay let's just look at what it is that's it i mean it helps you helps you stay in the conversation in class mm. uh, that'd be something that i'd say is is great best roi 
since you mentioned ROI, a uh, couple of questions. One about the finance, but we'll get to finance in just a little bit. Before finance, Microsoft Excel. I, I know I taught you parts of Microsoft Excel, yeah. but that's not the reason I'm asking this question. I remain convinced that any spreadsheet, whether it is Google Sheets or Excel or whatever you want, remains underrated as a subject to be taught in class. I myself am struggling to figure out how to do it better. But how can one help students understand the crucialness of Microsoft Excel in corporate life? <laughs> this, is, this is actually true. I, I mean, I, I don't think I don't think this you can drill this hard enough. I mean, they'll only get it when they when they come and work probably. I mean, uh, Microsoft Excel. <laughs> I mean, to be honest, Microsoft Excel has been my life. I even teach through Excel. Yeah, so if, yeah, that's that's how good it is. And any kind of spreadsheet. I, I mean, if you don't know spreadsheets enough, there's no use of doing softwares. I mean, that should be a first. I mean, that should be where you should be starting. I mean, you should master that and then move ahead to something else because there's no use otherwise. Because ninety percent of your work, you're going to do it on spreadsheets. I mean, you're not going to be data scientist from day one, day one onwards. So there's no use doing SAS or uh, SPSS or R before you've done Excel thoroughly. Uh, really, I mean, there have been people who who do. Co I mean, I know from my class itself, mm -hmm. there were people who knew how to run a regression on R, but did not know how to run a simple regression on Excel. That is dumb. <laughs> but I agree, it is dumb. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> that is that is. I mean, that's useless. It's that kind of knowledge is useless. So, so you need to you need to know first. I mean, keep things easy. I mean, Excel is such an easy tool to. It's so exciting as well. Excel is very easy to use. I mean, I can't stress that enough because I part half of finance that I teach online is also through Excel. Mm. So it's it's. I mean, it's the best return on investment. I mean, why wouldn't you do it? So uh, I, I, I have finance on my list of questions, but I still want to continue with the theme of Excel. Let's say one of the students over here in this call came up to you and said that I think I know Excel well enough. Yeah. What would be your top questions to test whether the student was telling you the truth or not? What are the non-negotiables for you? So if they are from a finance point of view, if, or 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 um, are they asking from a? I mean, like if data sorting would be one. I mean, running okay. all the VLOOKUPs and stuff like that. That's that's absolutely necessary. Uh, apart from that, probably if it's if it's if it's a financial economic student, I I probably tell them to you know just build a simple financial model and you know, come up to enterprise value and stuff like that. You know, get get to the enterprise values. Give them some some basic data and. And and do a full test on that. And if they can get there, I think I think they're they're good enough. Uh, they're they're good enough for me. I, I think that's that's it. I mean, data sorting would be would be one major thing as well. I mean, if you're doing data, I mean, people don't know data cleaning or you know these kind of things. They don't know, but they know how to run you know, all kinds of tests and stuff like that. But that's useless. You have to do the first step. For, I mean, you have to do that first before getting there. So those kind of things. I mean, these kind of things you only learn at work. That's that's also one thing. Uh, I mean, there there are things that you can learn in college, but I mean, these simple steps you only learn at work. And but but yeah, you can't teach everything in college as well. There's a part of me that uh, wants to disagree with you in the sense that I think it is important that we teach this stuff in college without knowing, like you said, data cleaning. So uh, of those hajar means that ever given created. One of my favorite memes as a data nerd was uh, 
the ship is shown as being cleaning the data and the earth mover was shown as building the model. So <laughs> funny precisely because it's true. And I agree with you, cleaning the data is a skill that we just don't teach well yeah. enough in colleges. Now the second part, finance. So these students have had a couple of courses in finance, uh, one on management and cost accounting and one on basic financial tools. And this is in their first year of their undergrad. Days. Okay. Oh, wow. Wonderful. But if they had to get better at finance, whether in terms of applying for a job or studying further, are there books, materials, online resources that you would like to recommend that students can learn from in order to get better at finance, more conversant with finance? Um, read up Aswatha Mudran's blog. <laughs> Excellent pick. Excellent. Yeah, I mean, he, I mean, at least reading it, some of the things you may not even understand. I mean, the first time, first time I started reading it, I did not even understand a lot of things, but, but, um, you know, those are things that if you read, probably things click one year later, <laughs> this has happened to me. So, yeah. so you may, you may read and you may say, okay, you don't, you didn't get anything out of it, but, but, but just give it a go. I mean, just read up, read up those kind of blogs. Uh, Aswad Dhamadar is a great pick. Apart from that, probably if, uh, one thing that I've noticed with finance students is, is, is a very poor understanding of financial accounting. Mm. I mean, that, that's, that's an absolute key to understanding finance. So financial accounting knowledge should be absolutely basic. Um, I mean, just to give you an example, there, there was, uh, I mean, there was a student that I was, I mean, I was teaching and, 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 uh, she was from a good university in, in, in the U S and, mm -hmm. and she was doing finance and corporate finance and she was in her second course. So she's already done one course in finance this is the second part of it. And during the course of our conversation, I realized that there was something wrong with the way she understood equity. Um, and oh. apparently she didn't understand that revenue positively impacts equity. <laughs> this is, I mean, so, so these kind of small things, you know, um, that, that can only come with a very good understanding of financial accounting. So financial accounting is something that you need to be really, really thorough, probably even at bachelor's level, that, that should be something that you should be focusing very, very well on. Uh, the other things, you know, those, those kind of things will easily come to you once you have a very good understanding of the whole system. So that, that'd be something that I'll be, uh, you know, I'll recommend very highly. Apart from that, you know, there are a lot of things that you can pick up. Even for example, pick up, let's say, uh, I mean, I, are they given subscriptions of, um, you know, good, uh, this thing, uh, like, I like Bloomberg Quint for that matter. I mean, if, if you're looking at finance, uh, yeah. in India, Bloomberg Quint, I think is a good one. I have a subscription of that. I don't know if, if such subscriptions are provided right now in Google. I mean, reading again in that is a great, great thing to do. So we have a Reuters subscription and a CMI subscription, but unfortunately it's tied to the campus, which means students need to be present physically oh, on yeah, 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 campus. That's, but it's, it's a good point. I should speak to some of the people at Bloomberg Quint and see if we can get an institutional license for Oakland. Yeah, yeah that'd be wonderful because Bloomberg Quint is good actually. I mean, some of the articles are really good. Yeah, yeah, the Bloomberg portal in our college, is it still there? No, we had one then because it turned out to be too expensive and not enough people were using it. We shifted to Reuters, which is comparatively cheaper, but it's a comparable okay. product. It's not a perfect substitute, but yeah. good enough. But yeah, I can't wait for these guys to come back on campus and have them access some of these resources that unfortunately are 
like the campus. By the way, public service announcement for the students of the call. EPW access is remote now. So if any of you want to read oh, economic and political weekly articles, drop me a mail. I'll uh, share the username and password details with all of you guys. Okay, so read more whether it is Aswad Damodaran, whether it is uh, Bloomberg Quint. Now, what regrets do you have five years after graduating from education altogether? So not just postgrad, but also undergrad. If you got the chance to go back, what is it that you would want to do more of? What do you regret not doing enough of? And what is it that you wish you could do less of? Where did you waste time as a student? Ah, uh, that's uh, okay. So <laughs> a lot of things for me, <laughs> but little things. I mean, it's not as if I'm I'm completely un I mean unsatisfied. I'm actually very satisfied with the way my postgrad went and um, the life mm -hmm. that I had. That's that's that, that's absolutely. Yep. There's a lot of satisfaction in that. But um, say for example, I graduated from my bachelor's degree in 2012. So I had a two-year gap between my master's degree and a bachelor's degree. I worked for a year at um, Aon. Um, it's a human resource consultancy uh, in Gurgaon. And um, I worked there for a year. And then I left after a year uh, with an excuse that, okay, probably I'll, I'll study for my entrances now, which in hindsight, I shouldn't have done. Uh, because because there was enough time uh, to prepare for entrances and stuff like that, or probably take a three four hour, three three four month break just before. Uh, that could have been something that I could have avoided because that experience uh, working a little bit more would have been great. Mm -hmm. uh, and in hindsight, probably, um, although masters in financial economics has turned out to be really good for me, but probably. I mean, it's it's actually I don't I, I'm very conflicted about the, about that sometimes because sometimes I think that okay, should I have done a MBA in finance or something like that? Uh, that's something that I I'm still conflicted about. But since I'm mm -hmm. already gone through GoPlay and, and the life, I have very fond memories of it. I can't think of anything else uh, for which I would have missed those things. So, uh, in terms of that, that's probably one thing that I could have changed. Apart from that, in bachelor's, probably study a bit more. <laughs> That's all. <laughs> but I, I agree with you. My major regret is I wasted three years of my life in undergrad. I could yeah, have yeah. So I much probably study a bit more would have been, uh, yeah. But DU does not let you do that. I mean, DU is such a, <laughs> I mean, DU is really, really, does not let you do that. Okay. All right. One question that I'm sure a lot of the uh, students are going to be very interested in hearing your answer to. You did not immediately do your master's after you did your undergrad. There's a yeah. two or a three year gap, correct? Two year gap. Two year gap. Two year gap. Of which one, like you said, was uh, spent working and one was spent in preparation. Yes. In hindsight, did the work experience help you be a better master student? Mm, yes, it did. How so? It, could you elaborate? I mean, um, I was actually more patient, one, uh, with a lot of things, and I was able to connect with professors a little bit more. And uh, I was I was even a little more serious once I came out of work <laughs> that, that these things actually matter. So one is that <laughs> one is that some of the studies that you have, let's say for example, simple things like um, I even I even remember a session that you took for us uh, in the main building uh, in that hall. Uh, I don't remember seminar hall. hall. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, the seminar hall that used to be a place where you used to take microeconomics sessions for us. And I remember at one point uh, you were talking about something with relation to perfect 
perfect competition and i was i was connecting it to you know the kind of work that i did and you know the kind of competitors that we had and stuff like that and how how things would be in that kind of a market structure and stuff like that so these are mm -hmm. simple things i mean it's not like you know you would have a brain wave or something like that but these are simple things that would help you uh, i would strongly recommend it probably work a little bit more than i did because i only worked for a year and a month or so probably mm -hmm. work for two years or something like that and then get into a master's degree if your interest is to stay in um say business or the corporate field i mean if it, your interest is academic i don't know if in india it makes a lot of sense to work in between i have no idea probably you could you could answer that better than me i i it you're risking starting you off on a long dietary but i i remain convinced that you should not be a teacher without having work if you don't have skill in the game you have no moral right to teach that's great that's great that, uh, okay 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 that's interesting so i mean you 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 say that you should work before before you start teaching absolutely if you don't have a sense of what the world is mm. like and what it works like then what are you teaching people about uh, especially the kind of subjects that uh, you know let's say for example financial economics or agri business exactly. or, yeah absolutely yes i agree with you yes, yes that makes a lot of sense okay we we'll leave some questions sir uh, towards the end for the students to ask but there was one question in the chat which i'll uh, ask you right now uh, i asked what are the major differences in terms of what is being learned and what are the skills being acquired between an mba finance and an msc in financial economics probably intensity mba mba in finance is more intensive and 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 there are a lot of other courses that you're doing along with it as well so generally mba in finance students that i have taught as well um they have more courses uh that they're doing than the amount of courses that we did in msc financial economics i think the amount of courses that we did uh every semester probably we had 5 so 27 correct yeah yeah 20 papers so 20 papers is what we did um an mba in finance would easily do probably 35 to 40 easily 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 do 35 to 40 so a little more i mean much more intensive so that's what i was i i i mean the initial criticism of you know uh, it's not being as intensive as it was supposed to be uh, maybe intensity but that's also something <laughs> we need to take it in i mean in hindsight Uh, we also need to remember that that was uh, i don't know how the msc financial economics course right now runs in gokhale but when we were there we were probably the third batch or something like that so it was still a very new correct. course correct yeah it was still a very new course and people i mean gokhale was still finding it you know finding people to teach subjects um so yeah probably intensity intensity would be the main difference between these two apart from that an mba in finance is is just going to teach you a little bit more about the world that's all it's it's going to do and, and and half of the things you're not sometimes even understanding probably your group is getting you through <laughs> yeah <laughs> if you're if you're to group or your group is getting you through it i mean it's 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 more about intensity i'd say nothing nothing i mean nothing more than that okay now about uh, net, networks so what i mean when i say networks is two things one what tips do you wish you had known while you were building out your own peer network both in gokhale and other colleges and second how do you start to build out a network of professionals while you are in college while you are in college that's a tough question um with networking see networking is very very easy if you keep yourself open to conversations and you know i mean uh, be open to being friends with everyone all kinds of people in college i mean even with the people that you do you differ in terms of opinion um i mean it doesn't hurt to 
uh, agree to disagree. So, uh, uh, so be 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 friends with everyone. I mean, it shouldn't be that um, once you're out of college, I mean, you 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 need something and you call up someone and, and you're in a position where somebody somebody is is in a position to help and you know you can't call them up because of something that's happened in college. That shouldn't happen. I mean, um, be be open and be friendly with everyone. I mean, that keep your relationships like that. That'd be one thing in college. With professionals, I mean, I'd say the kind of relationships that I maintained in college have, um, you know, stood me in good stead because even now I can, I mean, there are, my friends are, are in all kinds of places. So if, right. if there is at one point, if I, if, if I need them around or, you know, I, I, I you know, I want to uh, tap into some opportunity or something like that, I can always call on them and, and, and they'll, I'm, I'm sure they'll help me as well. So I think relationships like that are are, are the most important. So um, and 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 connect with everyone. I mean, even with I mean, there's this um, there's this problem with 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 Gokhale that you know that you have people coming in from all kinds of regions and those regions that and you know form groups and um, and and they stay among themselves. So that shouldn't happen. And, and because I I the first year. I don't know, you you had actually you had you had the fortune of staying in a good room and stuff like that when you were in, in the Oakley hostel. I was I was put into the boys' common room. I actually actually had a choice oh. room. I the first year I was in the boys' common room, but that was actually a blessing in disguise because all my all my all all the mates there were Bengalis, and I actually picked a Bengali. And I started liking everything about Bengal. <laughs> that was a great. That was actually a blessing in disguise. So, so little these kind of things, these little things, you know, um, keep. I mean, relationships are important. So, I mean, I mean, maintain them. That's also very important. One, uh, if I don't know if you guys know, but I mean, I, I'd say Doshi here because. <laughs> Though she's great at making, yes, he's become a phantom yeah, stuff of legend at Gokhale. Yeah, 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 exactly, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> he's in fact the best example of how to build out a network and stay in touch with people. Absolutely. He does it better than anyone. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and it doesn't take too much. If you're looking at him, all that he does is is just a little bit of a check on you. That's all. He'll he'll, he'll message me sometimes. Hey, Juban, how are you? That's all. And 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 you you remember him. And that's all you need. A little bit of kindness. It doesn't it doesn't take too much. Yeah. Okay. So uh, for the students, uh, I have three more questions. But after that, if you want to ask uh, Juban any questions, please put them in the chat window, and I'll uh, go on asking them as we go along. So just three last questions from my side, uh, Juban, before we go to the students. The first question is, and this is. Probably the most difficult question I'm going to ask you: If you were a first or a second year undergrad student in this of all years, with mm-hmm. the world having gone as crazy as it has, what would you do in terms of acquiring an internship or a mentor in the summer? So we know what it is like to be an undergrad student. We know the kind of skill sets that they have, and more importantly, do not possess simply because of a lack of experience. So what can we bring to the table as an undergrad student that will help? Us get internships or mentorships in the upcoming summer. That's that's such a difficult question, also because also because of the situation that exactly. uh, you guys are in, and uh, I can't empathize more. But one thing I'd, I'd probably say is something that I lacked um, in my undergrad time is be brave enough to ask. Mm. Be brave enough to ask. 
I mean, there's a verse in the Bible as well, ask and it shall be given to you. It's actually true. <laughs> <laughs> so be brave enough to ask of a certain people and, and you know, um, and sometimes, sometimes people are there ready to be mentors and um, uh, ready to guide people. It's just that nobody goes and asks them and, and they're brilliant people. Uh, brilliant people working in all kinds of, um, uh, you know, really, really good positions. Uh, they don't have people asking them and, and that's just it. And if, you, if you're if you asking them, probably be brave. Uh, probably if you don't have the kind of people in your network to ask, um, that's somewhere probably that you can help them. I don't know uh, yeah. how this can be worked out. But but yeah, I mean, so this is something that I seriously lacked at, 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 uh, when I was in undergrad. I did not have the courage to ask people. Uh, I mean, it, it somehow felt that, you know, I did not know much. But you don't need to know much. That's the secret of it. And <laughs> that's okay. you don't need to know much. I mean, without knowing, I mean, as little as you know, you can actually help out at some place, even an internship, even if it's getting tea or coffee, you can listen into a conversation, you know, uh, remember that. That's actually more than enough. But but be brave. That, that'd be one thing that I, and it's even more important at this point in time. I don't know how how internships are going to work. And, you know, one of the good things about internships are, <laughs> you know, just to be in that conversation, listening on in your know, meetings and it's because you're not doing much at that particular moment in time. Okay. They're just, they're just, you're just there, probably <laughs> placed as an object, but you get so much of the conversation and stuff like that. That's something I don't know how how we're going to do that now in in this. In exactly, this I, I, I've been stumped. So I've, I've been trying to figure out internships and mentorships for, for the BSc students and the MSc students. But it's it's like you said, I don't know how it'll work out in the online world. But there's a lovely story that uh, you might be interested in, Jupin, about not being afraid and asking Zubair yeah. Nokvi, who's three years my junior at Gokhale, uh, he had just joined fresh from the Indian Economic Service, the uh, Office of the Chief Economic Advisor in the Indian government. And they had just put out an advertisement for an executive assistant to Arvind Subramanian. What so is this? Two weeks into his job, he's would have been what, around 22, 23 years old at that point of time. And he chose to just walk into Arvind's office and say, can I apply? And Arvind yeah. was so enamored by just the approach that he said, why apply? You're it. That's it. And he got to be Arvind Subramanian's EA for about five years, if I remember correctly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a lovely story. So I mean, it's, it's, it's Yeah, that's 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 what's so inspiring. I mean, that's that's great. I mean, and, and he's he's doing so well for himself. And exactly. he's going to Harvard and I don't know if he's quit the IES. No, no, no. He's no. still there. He's still there. Yeah, he went to Harvard and he's come back and he's he's doing such a good good job. Yeah, uh, that that's a great story. I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, it's a lovely I story. How he got so I had no idea. <laughs> okay, and two last questions. Like I said, so the first one was about the mentorships. One of the things that uh, Ayati and uh, Anshi found out about you was the fact that you like poetry. Yeah, so I love poetry. Uh, this is something that has been my go-to. Probably even in stressful times, I, I like to write, but I like to write more about uh, the kind of people that I meet. So pick up observations from their life and you know uh, write about that and how probably they must have gone through in life. And if, I don't know if you my Instagram is full of poems. <laughs> I was just about to ask if there's any place that we can take a look yeah, at your. I put it up all on Instagram, and uh, that's 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 probably sixty to seventy percent of, uh, no, probably for half of what I write is is in there. Uh, nice. uh, yeah, so 
but yeah again i mean this again was something that i was not brave to put out into the world earlier mm. but over time that i i got confidence to put it out uh, this, is, this is these are simple things actually i mean poetry is something that i really like and i'd like to share with uh, with others as well Mm. If there is something that you guys like i mean do not be afraid to put it out into the world i mean it can be anything um i mean that's one of the really good things that i love about ashish i mean he has uh he brings brings about these kind of different things and you know you have this podcast running you have this blog all kinds of things running be brave to do all of these kind of things sometimes it takes us a little bit of a push that's all uh, i mean for me the effort is nothing i mean just had to i just had to gather courage to put in that first post and then after that it was very easy yep yep agree correct and my last question in jubin i have been waiting ever since we decided to invite you over here i have been waiting to ask you this uh, question and you'll forgive me a little bit of shadow freud what's up yeah. with liverpool man <laughs> <laughs> uh, but we won we scored our soul and won the league last time so now all kinds of failures i i don't <laughs> all because from the time that i have i started supporting liverpool i've got breakbacks every day for this <laughs> we sold our soul won the league once i'm happy even if we don't win it for 5 years or so <laughs> so i'll i mean of course i'm raving you because i'm a manchester united fan but i'll tell you two things one one of the best matches i've ever seen was 2005 istanbul and second i genuinely felt i'm a manchester united fan so obviously by definition i'm obli- obliged to hate liverpool but i couldn't help but feel sad for gerard when he slipped that was a cruel cruel year that was that was really cruel i mean that was a, yeah. i literally cried on or i mean while I, while i was watching because i couldn't help it i, I really couldn't help it you were so invested in that particular moment you because you're going to win the league after so many years oh yeah. goodness <laughs> Terry slipped in the 2008 Champions League final. I didn't feel bad, but Gerard slipped, and it was heartbreaking. Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not disagreeing with that. All right, cool. Uh, are there any questions on part of the students that you want to ask, Jubin? Um, or vice versa, Jubin. If there's anything yes, you want to ask them, vice versa, shoot or shoot, shoot away, guys. I mean, anything that you would like to ask. and when i say anything so you've spoken about poetry in liverpool they don't have to be econ or finance related questions yeah, anything yeah. is fine <laughs> now is is i i i'm i'm curious to know this i mean is there somebody who i mean harbors this aspiration of starting out on their own uh once they are through with college or something like that or is everybody into you know going and getting it getting a job or something like that um if if there are people like that i'd be happy to <laughs> happy to listen so quite a few go getters uh over here so i know one person who has a substack i know one person who's learning uh, well quite a few people actually who are learning uh, web scraping using python uh, rahul gupta i don't know if you know him jubin he's teaching these guys yeah yes, yes i know i know rahul gupta yes yes couple of years your junior i think yes 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 i know i know yeah. so there so quite a few people who have some varied interest yeah sorry you were saying something no 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 uh, what is he teaching He's teaching about eight students how to scrape the web using Python. Wow! <laughs> yeah. So varied interests. Yes. I yes. don't know if how many are convinced that they want to start their own startup. I mean, is there anybody like that who's learning that right now? I mean, scrape the web for, for yes. using so, Python. Uh, of the people who I can hear on the internet itself. Yeah, are they there? Are they? Are you able to unmute yourself? 
Yes, sir. Awesome. So yeah, she's one of. Oh wow! I mean, Adi, I mean, what, what would be something that you you would be able to do after? I mean, with this kind of a skill, would, would there be something that you would be like? Let's say, I mean, is it something that's needed in? Uh, yeah, I mean, just tell me what would be something that you could be be able to do with this. Uh, well, currently, I'm able to just. I mean, the purpose of this is that. uh you know when you go to a certain site uh i mean not all sites give you an option to just download a spreadsheet of all the data on there so uh, if there's a table on a site that um, let's say you want to put it onto uh, an excel sheet so this skill really helps you through it so uh, you just write some lines of code and then uh, you run it, run it through and then done it it creates an excel sheet Oh. That's one. That's one. So I attended some of these sessions uh, myself, Jubin. One use case that uh, Rahul spoke about was you should be able to enter the name of a movie, and the program will scrape IMDb for ratings for that movie and reviews of that movie. So you could use maybe Excel as a front-end tool, and a user just enters the name of a movie, and you populate that Excel sheet with ratings and reviews of the movie from IMDb. That's, That's wonderful. One use case. I mean, there are a lot of use cases then like that. I mean, oh, tons, tons. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Okay. that's that's great that's great great to know that yes anything else guys i mean uh... i don't think uh, when jubin was a student uh, i used to have the five random questions in class i don't think so did i jubin uh i no 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 so that's one way that i usually try to end classes these days <laughs> <laughs> yeah so these days whenever i teach i always mandatorily end with five random questions students must ask five random questions five random the reason yeah the reason i bring that up is because all of these guys have been well trained in the art of asking questions so hopefully some will come up soon enough <laughs> and how is that been for you i mean like the five random questions do you get oh. do you get stuck at some that's a that's in fact the best part right so the best yeah. question is one which i don't know which helps me learn better yeah, so I, i look forward to the questions that i have no clue about those are the best my favorite one uh, so far has been melody the chocolatey queen <laughs> 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 yeah who asked you this <laughs> uh in fact an undergrad student but from a symbiosis college <laughs> So people can often get quite imaginative, but yeah. right now I think exam fatigue has seems to have set. They just finished their exams yesterday. Oh goodness! I don't think they're going to be. What, this wasn't mandatory to attend, right? No, no, not at all. Nothing that I ever do is mandatory. Okay. Okay. So Jubin, where can people reach out to you if they have questions? What? Um, you can always reach out to me on mail. I I can also drop in my number if they want to reach out to me on uh, WhatsApp. Any anything awesome. on mail is. Should I should I give this on chat? No, I'll share the number of them uh, later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Call put up online. Email or and email both. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Please. Awesome. Especially if if you're someone who's wanting to start up or you know, probably in the last years of college and you want to start up something, <coughs> you're always free to free to you know bounce your ideas with me. And even better if we can hold uh, Jubin to it. If any of you are interested, we can have him walk us through a couple of Aswad Damodaran's blog posts. That's oh, yeah. it, and I myself will want to attend. <laughs> so Jubin, I'll hold you to that. If you're okay with it, I, I, in the summer, I, 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 maybe we can have an optional session. I, I'd love awesome. to do that. 
love to do that one day. Good. So, a special on Saturday evening, Jubin. Thank you so much for making the time, and hopefully, we can have you on campus in a real sense. Yes, yes. This is this is absolutely been a pleasure. Thank you so much for doing this. This is great. Uh, it helped me relive some memories from Gokhale as well. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Well, thank you once again, Jubin. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You just finished listening to a conversation between me, Ashish Kulkarni, and Jubin Daniel. Thank you, as always, for listening, and please take a look at the other episodes in this podcast as well. If you want to reach out with any questions, suggestions, guest recommendations, drop me a line. I am at Ashish. That's A S H I S H at the rate econforeverybody dot com. Cheers, and talk to you soon.